search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, and welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. And now I just want to say, Happy Holidays. (laughs) We should just be like full eggnog drinking this entire episode, singing Christmas songs. We're not doing that, so please don't turn us off. Oh my God, no. I actually um, looked at the ingredients of eggnog and was kind of disgusted and was like, good thing Jewish people don't drink this because it is just three different types of heavy cream like it is a lot oh it's uh this is what creams is made of like that's truly <laughs> eggnog it's your full-on any holiday cocktail or any holiday concoction recipe that gets made there's just random cream or jello in it and you just eat it around <gasps> this year you, holidays really Ugh, scam you for thinking things are ingestible but i did make a coffee peppermint cocktail that was delicious so i recommend people doing that Ooh. That's yeah. pretty good. I yeah, mean, I have a- always just wanted to drink straight cheese. So I guess that's like the next <laughs> best thing. <laughs> just funneling fondue. A fondue funnel. There's something with that. Ooh. I hope you got that for Christmas if you celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. And sadly, nobody gave me fondue. Oh, damn. Oh, for two. Uh, could you imagine? I feel like that would be such a like if it just like wrapped up under the tree for a week. It's like, what's that smell? It's like, <laughs> just wait. What's burning? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. That would be a dream. But I did get um, slippers for Hanukkah, which sounds like a lame gift, but honestly is the best gift. Let me tell you, being in your late 20s in 2020, slippers are peak dreams. Like that, a slipper, a robe, anything that helps you leave reality a little bit. So like your feet aren't touching the actual ground. That is heaven sent. (laughs) That's the fact. That's the sad truth. Yes. That's how I'm defying gravity is just me and my (laughs) slippers. (laughs) Full wicked, full wicked. I love it. I love it. Uh, I need to do some vocal warm ups for next round. Excellent. That was excellent. So we have a lot of headlines to talk about today. So much headline. Um, Danny, do you want to go first? Yes. So this one, Sarah, you sent me. So sorry, I'm stealing it for you, but it is insane. I hope. Oh, my God. It's still up. Thank God, because I was like, fucking New York. It's a New York Times. So, you know, they love to be like, here's one sentence pay is $85 and you know I want media to live for forever but I'll Venmo you but it's the title <laughs> is family of U.S. student jailed for quarantine violation pleads for her rescue oh, so this 18 year old Skylar Mack which I texted this to Danny but that really is just the name of a 90s tv show protagonist <laughs> Truly, it's like, is this Nexium with Allison Mack? Nope, not quite. Skylar Mack, who was in the Cayman Islands on a trip. So first off, Skylar, why are you in the sky during a pandemic? There is that. There we go. And it's not even like, because I know people are like, like I'm going home for the holidays. It's like Cayman Islands is not her home. This is just where she went to ho, ho, ho. Just kidding. No, but, she didn't. Her boyfriend was competing in some like sports competition there and he won. He did win. So shout out. But also that made me realize, too, which I'm like, 
if your boyfriend is like good enough at sports to be in competitions, but not good enough to like that he has to enter them, like he has to like travel to enter them. I don't know. I'm kind of like, dude, just like throw in the towel. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, but I'm now not I'm good at like, any sports, so I can't really talk shit. Post COVID, maybe we could do a live podcast in Cayman Islands. Oh my God, would love. And here's why it's post COVID because she went and she did the standard thing, and all a lot of uh, places are doing this, which is smart for people that are traveling. You have to quarantine for mm-hmm. 14 days just to make sure you don't have symptoms and you're negative and you're actually negative because these places like Cayman Islands, it's like, there's such a, they run on tourism. And also there are some, like, it's not a huge, uh, massive land. So they're like, we can, we are containing this. Well, like they are, their numbers are not as dire as us. Like they have 65,000 residents and only 316 infections with two deaths. That sounds pretty low. I am too lazy to do the math on percentages, but I'll go ahead and give them the props that they're doing better than us. I mean, it's a low, low bar. So I'll give a shout out. It's a low Roseanne bar right there. Uh, But so then (laughs) what happened is that they had like a monitor on her, which was so interesting to me. That was wild. Yeah, because once when you go to the Cayman Islands, you have to quarantine for 14 days. So they yeah, so they got there the day before the um, competition the competition so this girl she kind of she slipped out of her which also i think this legit crafty, this crafty girl was full on the, this is how you know too i'm like babe you know you broke the law if you slipped out of the device that the law put on you yeah she literally almost i mean it wasn't an ankle monitor but i want to say she slipped her ankle monitor i know i, I, it was, I, a I was monitor, picturing I her like with like a pina colada to like loosen it up just like because she had no vaseline just like shoving pina colada in there to slip out of it and then put on <laughs> a drink that ba- a bracelet and watched her boyfriend compete cut to yeah, <laughs> she I was jailed know. for four months yeah it's crazy because um I think she was initially sentenced to like some probation and community service. And then I read that the prosecutor actually appealed that because they didn't think the sentence was harsh enough. So they gave her four months in jail. And now her family is basically writing in to say to try to get her out of jail. Yeah. Like they're sending, yeah, they're sending a lot of letters to the Cayman Islands. They sent a letter to the White House and the White House was like, okay, we'll pass this on somewhere. Like, it's like, there's like, <laughs> guys, we yes. got more, like, I've passed it's along your concerns. My number one, like, passing the buck email maneuver. Yeah. It's oh, like, right? I pretend like, to forward hey. something and I'm like, this person's not going to want to deal with it. Oh, right. There's no better rush than looping someone in. <laughs> just yeah. being like, okay, this email's out of my life now. Well, I just like pretend I've done that sometimes because I'm like, this person's not going to want to actually deal with it. And, like, it's not fair for me to give them this person. The guilt, yeah. Yeah, it's I've... like, I don't want to have to make them say no, so I'll just do it. But I'll basically just cut out the step of me having to actually hit forward and then be like, yeah, I forwarded the email. And then two weeks later, I'll be like, oh, I guess they never they never responded, so I guess they're not interested. Yeah, like, oh, so sorry, <laughs> sorry. So this girl's getting a lot of sawies, Skylar. So she's in a, she's uh, arrested, jailed for four months for this. And I... Personally, I feel like four months is like a little extreme. But here's my thing. It's like one of those things like she should realize that this is them making an example. Like she's primo, for example. It's like, hey, don't fuck with our rules right. and regulations because we don't want your day old COVID running amok day in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. And then she just goes back and she's like, actually, I, I had a sore throat. And then Cayman Islands are fucked. So you know what, Skylar? Sorry. But I, I, I think, you know what, this is honey, this is what it, this is life, baby. This is life. 
I mean, this is a rude awakening for sure. Right. And am I bitter because my only like going out is to yes. CBS and I like Febreze myself after you yeah, definitely but- sound bitter. I'm like, wow, Danny's going in on this girl and like it's semi deserved. But I've Clearly, never think seen we're month you nine of this so pandemic. Lovato. Like we're month nine. And it's like all of us want to raise your hand right now in your car if you can drive with one hand or on your sofa or wherever you are. Raise your hand if you would love to be in the Cayman Islands right now. Yeah. Yeah. Can't. I'd love to hide some money. Would love. That's all I know about the Cayman Islands. Oh my God. You, I would love to have a frozen daiquiri. You know what I mean? I would love to be living my best life, but we can't do that right now, girl. And yeah. so that's why I'm kind of like, Skylar, you got to know pity from Danny's corner. I mean, her family is like, yeah, she, she fucked, up. fucked yeah. up. And we're not saying she didn't fuck up. Four months in jail is a lot. So and that's I feel kind like of their she, angle. I mean, take it or leave it. Yeah. And she's also, I feel like getting, like, I also do love, like, she's getting a worse sentence than Lori Lachlan. <laughs> so Wait, yeah. How the fuck does that add up? There's also that because, because Skylar was just a white woman and Lori Lachlan was a rich white woman. You're right. You're right. So there's the there's the extra and, and way longer than Felicity Hoffman. Felicity Hoffman, like barely quarantined in jail. Felicity Hoffman, that bit, she was she was in jail, like shorter than Chia pets were made. You know what I mean? Like Chia, <laughs> like you put the seeds in. It did not grow its fun little hair by the time Felicity Hoffman left. Yeah, I can't believe it. I've, I've had, I don't know, like dirty dishes in the sink longer than she was in jail. <laughs> truly, truly, badly, deeply, truly wild. Okay, that, that's one very, I don't know, very 2020 story. The I'll 20. say that much. Um, here's my headline. So the headline is, wannabe Instagram star allegedly ripped mom's heart out in shocking murder. This comes what? straight from the New York Post. Whew. I know. And when I saw this headline, I was like, how have I not heard of it? And here's how you haven't heard of it, because it happened in Moldova. So, okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's like, okay, I, I'm not up to date on Moldovan crimes. I'm barely I don't up subscribe to, date to the Moldova Minute. Crimes. Yeah, I got to do that now. Yeah, I know. Well, Anna Lakovic, I butchered that. Come for me. Fine. She's 21 from Moldova. She was either a med student or she had just graduated and a quote unquote Instagram star. But this is what's funny to me is that she had 9,400 followers, which is a bit of like, an lol like it's like is that a st- like girls girls had a good thing going for herself yeah. but i don't know if she's like going to be reported like she's not a uh why can't i think of a famous instagram who what where or whatever that girl is that yeah like person. if she's 9400 followers is an instagram star like what is the instagram community because i'm moving to moldova and making it big you know that is true <laughs> now we're <laughs> on to something influencer that. they've ever seen yeah <laughs> so That's her. She allegedly used a kitchen knife to stab her mother, then cut out her mom's heart while she was still alive. And then allegedly also cut out her mother's intestines and lungs. Then she went to go meet her boyfriend. Foreplay. Honestly, I have like it's giving me Gypsy Rose vibes a little bit. Very much. And it's also kind of like. They what what is the shower products there? Because how is she not drenched in blood to meet her boyfriend? Yeah, I don't know. And so apparently when a journalist asked her if she'd committed the crime, she laughed and said goodbye, which gives me Anna Delvey vibes. That is very I think much. Anna Delvey yeah. would do something like that. <laughs> and as far as motive goes, we don't really know. Um Police think that Anna may have been addicted to drugs and her mother tried to get her to go to rehab, which 
could have prompted the attack. The uncle yeah. denied this and was like, no, it was a very loving family. And it's like, the, yeah, both of those things can be true. That's yeah. Um, like Taylor Swift so said on Evermore, know. there was happiness because of you and there'll be happiness after you. Both of these can be true. So that kind of maybe there we was go. Both yeah. Yeah. So that's that story. Pretty Oof. gruesome stuff out of Moldova. I'm glad we we should make a note to check in with Moldova every now and then just to see what's kicking over there. Honestly, yeah. You don't you never know. Not, and you know what? Also, that might I mean, that is a gruesome side story. And I will also think it's like we need more details. So hopefully there's an update about the why for that. But who I knows? just need to know the motive like that is really personal. <laughs> Yeah, that is like that's a lot of levels of it where there's like no there's no control for that. Yeah. OK. And then this one I'm actually so excited to talk about. Um, obviously, I texted Danny to be like, we're going to fully touch on this. Right. And he was like, absolutely. Um, oh, this story changed about- my life. Yeah, we have to talk about it. The journalist and the pharma bro, which is this L article that came out on Sunday. And it was about Christy Smythe, who was a former journalist for Bloomberg, who fell in love with, wait for it, Martin Shkreli, that pharma bro. Like I, like I was. Danny's gagging off mic. I think you need to gag on mic. I need to. I need to vomit. I'm going to. Like even his name alone and all like, oh and my also, God, it's right? just like so insane. And I was like, Sunday, I'm like, that's usually my time of resting. And then <laughs> I, know I was going to say not on my, but Hey Mike, who knows? That could be our holiday party over zoom. But, uh, <laughs> we, but like the day of rest of Sunday, what should what, this dropping then is so cruel and so calculated. I know it was great though. Cause that was like all I wanted to talk about come Monday morning. Um, and basically, I know the Twitter went alive with it too. Oh yeah, I think Sunday is probably a good time to drop these like wild expose. It's not even an expose; it's just like these wild stories. I know, and it's so bad too because like there's like the media part of me like I just want to see the UVs on that story so badly. <laughs> what the page views? Yeah, the page views. Like I just oh, want to yeah. know how many people were clicking because I feel like it's like millions. Oh, same. I know. I feel like if the the Anna Delvey article in the cut had dropped on Sunday night, it would have been all I talked about for a week. But then again, I think their Natalie Beach article did drop on a Sunday. I'm trying to remember now. It might have. I know. And I do like um, Elle at least. Well, they they broke it up with like the pictures and everything like that. What are you? um, But this girl is crazy because like you were saying, she had like she had a husband. She was a well-respected journalist. She did all this up and she gave it all up for one man. She literally risked it all. Like, why? And the funny, I mean, I don't know. One of the more wild parts, too, was that she kind of like she was covering his beat for Bloomberg. Like she was covering him jacking up the price of that drug 5000 percent. She was covering him being investigated for securities fraud. Like this was her beat. And then she got too close. Wow. A classic story. She flew too close to the sun. Yeah, she She really. And that's what and like also it's like so crazy too all this time everyone was like bitch you gonna ruin your life and she's like yeah they were like don't do it girl and she was like i'm not gonna do it i was just joking (laughs) about it i did it (laughs) like that's it goddamn did it and also because her life before seemed like so fun i'm like you just like cook with your rescue dog and your husband who like you have a nice apartment i'm like what what the fuck is what more could you want yeah so after he was sentenced to seven years in prison for security fraud she still stayed with him 
yeah. or stayed, I guess is the term for it. And uh, left her husband. Yeah, did all this stuff. They first said, I love you while in prison. And she said, this is the part that shook me a lot. So funny. She said when they, the first time they kissed and said, I love you, the room smelled like chicken. <laughs> sure. It's like, What's she romance? Like the smell of chicken wings. It's like, is she trying to make me vomit? Like, I think that was her plan. Like, she has a vendetta against me, particularly. Yeah. Yeah. His. Ugh. No, no. I don't even know. what. I mean, what was your favorite part about the article, except for the chicken? Oh, my God. Wait, fuck. I literally it, it was that she. Well, the first thing, the crazy thing, because there was the follow up with it. And there's a follow up already. Was she it was like, um. Uh, like it was like Christy Smith 24 hours later and it's because Elle oh, was like we hopped it. it oh yeah so and it was just like a little Q&A a short thing not a lot of info on it but one of my favorite parts was on that when she was like a lot of people were mad about the fashion photo shoot I had with the article and sorry I wanted to feel a little bit of joy and feel pretty in 2020 and I'm like yeah the Why people, people the mad man- about it you fucking obsessed with wanted to feel the joy of affording their medication. So there yeah, is true. I think the, the grosser part was how she was a legitimate journalist, but then because she got wrapped up with this guy, she started antagonizing other journalists who basically didn't agree with her that Martin is this like totally nice dude who never did anything wrong. Um, and she I- was like shit talking them on Twitter. It's like, girl, that is your career. That you're tanking for someone who literally has been convicted of fraud. Being a trash bag. And like, he was just so skeevy. And that's the thing where it's like, you've been, she probably knew more about him than we did because like all the extra stuff that never made it into articles and everything like that. She right. All the details. Yeah. That book that she never sold. But the book she never sold, but was able to option it for a movie, which I don't understand how that works. That is some uh, like white magic, I guess, because what the fuck? That does yeah. not, that's not how Hollywood works. No, I mean, maybe like nobody, I feel like it could have been a PR thing. Like none of the publishers wanted to touch that book, but um, maybe the movie would give you more freedom to like not portray him as an angel. No, but that's what she was mad about because the book one, the one, the original book wanted her to be a little more skeptical of him. Exactly. And she wouldn't. Yeah. So So, I guess. Because I I, I mean, I don't know how it works. So I'm kind of just talking on my ass, but I feel like maybe the publishers just didn't want to deal with the scandal and. In Hollywood, I don't know. Yeah. Once you like buy someone's book, they can totally change it. Yeah, right? true. Yeah. I mean, not like, not like, oh, you can just do whatever you want, but they do make a lot of changes and adaptations. But exactly. who knows? Who who knows what this bitch is up to? And uh, well, Martin knows what he's up to because uh, he knew the article was coming out. Mm-hmm. And cut to he goes to her from prison when he literally. Found out about it. Straight up pretty much ghosted her from prison and she tried to paint it like he's basically just protecting her. And I'm just like, you risked it all. No matter how bad my love life gets, at least I'm not getting ghosted from prison. From prison, from from like one of these scums of the earth, like like truly full trash. And that's what I was so confused when she was talking about because, oh, in the update, they were saying like, what made you want to do this article? She's like, I just wanted the weight lifted off of me. And I'm like, okay. no, 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 that's a lie. She, come on. She wanted the press. She wanted to press. She wanted to she, try to sell her book. Yeah. Now she's going to want to be like, my, yeah, my whirlwind with or whatever. And I'm like, okay, girl. But like, that's my thing with like her. I'm like, do you want to, I'm like, I don't feel bad for you at all. I just like, who the fuck? Like, who, don't, I don't care. 
No, I'm honestly mad that she like just gave it all up for this scumbag. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. I hate so to see scathing. it. I really do. I I yeah, I know. I'm not I'm not I'm not her fan. And she 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 lost two fans. <laughs> she lost NXT. two fans that weren't her fans before this article. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the, such a funny thing. I'm like, I did not know who this girl was. She could have been behind me numerous times at a Panera Bread. Never would have batted enough. And now, when I'm getting my bread bowl because it's my business, and she's behind me, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, you're the girl from L." In a really <laughs> shift, there'll be a shift. There'll be a cosmic. How shift. many times do you look behind you in the Panera line? Multiple times. I like to, you know, I like to check out. I like to see my surroundings. Like if someone's having a fun thing, if you're killing time, complimenting a shoe, you know, go to Panera with me. We have a party there. It's a Panera party. <laughs> I feel like you would just bring like wine in a tumbler. I could see you doing that. Oh, always because the wine pairs so well with <laughs> all their soups. Like you really can. There should yes, be a the Panera broccoli wine cheddar. Thing. It's so good. Oh, that broccoli cheddar in the bowl. It's amazing. And then you just truly time of, you're just like, you jump in there. That's where I want to spend my New Year's Eve. Fuck the Cayman Islands. I'm in a broccoli cheddar bread bowl from Panera. (laughs) Yes, a hot tub made out of a bread bowl. I'm into this. That is so wrong, but so right. Let me tell you that much. Yes. I'm into this. Wow. I mean, I kind of do want to read like six follow-ups about this. I I want to read her husband's perspective. I bet he's going to do an article in the cut for $5,000. And can I tell you, I hope he gets his payment. Yeah, because I want to know about like what watching him because that'd be more interesting watching him tell someone who changed so dramatically over time. and became so obsessed and everything. Yeah, who whose wife left him for like the biggest scumbag in the U.S. or one of the I shall say one of the yeah, one of the top top up there. Yeah, top scumbag. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> at least so- he's a top something. It's not where you start, it's where you finish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of, I feel like this, the, the episode theme, now 40 minutes later, this episode is one of the top, like, myth, like, mm-hmm. like a conversational type of cases ever. Yeah, it is a top unsolved mystery, I think. Yes. Really good. We're going to be talking about D.B. Cooper. Boom, boom. And the infamous hijacking that has never been solved. Never been solved. Mad Men tried it, did not do it well. And by Mad Men trying it, I mean all the TV reviewers of Mad Men was was like, D.B. Cooper. And it's like, he's just drinking whiskey. (laughs) So D.B. Cooper, we don't know a lot about him, but he's also known as Dan Cooper. These are just pseudonyms, I think, that were given by the press. He is known for hijacking a plane and parachuting from that plane mid-flight before just disappearing into the ether forever. He also kind of gained his notoriety because this happened at a time when the American dream was slipping away. And and we'll talk about like the greater cultural significance of this. Um, But like essentially people who saw this hijacking kind of clung to him as this ideal of what someone could do who could beat the system. Um, It's so interesting. Because it's like people are like, is he a, like that? And that's what's such a conversation about him. And we can jump into it at the end. People are always wondering, is he a criminal or a hero? Like I know. That, it's like the man, the myth, the legend, like for, real shit. For fucking real. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. So basically on November 24th, 1971, a man who went by Dan Cooper in Portland, went to the airport kiosk to buy a one way ticket to Seattle, Washington. And then it was flight number 305. He was supposedly a quiet man who looked like 
He was in his 40s. He was wearing a business suit with a black tie and a white shirt. I did realize that it was a white button down shirt. And I feel like that's important to note because it showed that he was a businessman. Because when I heard white shirt, I pictured a Maroon 5 concert, like for a benefit where it's like the white t-shirt from Hanes with like the black, like Forever 21 uh, blazer. And I'm like, what is going on here? But no, it is a white button down. You mean my Zoom interview outfits? (laughs) (laughs) So... He he gets on the plane. He orders a bourbon and soda before the flight uh-huh. takes off, which is a relatable thing to do. My, th- I wish we could keep on ordering flight like alcohol before the flights take off. Like that's I know, a move. I know, honestly. And um, so then he handed the flight attendant a note, and this is kind of funny because I watched um, an HBO documentary about this, and it said basically that he handed the flight attendant a note. She didn't read it because she was like, all right, whatever. It's this guy who's trying to hit on me or do some weird shit. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of comes back and he goes, no, you need to read that note right now. So she reads it. And the note says that he had a bomb in his briefcase and he asked her to come sit with him. Ooh. Yeah. I love Which, that talk that about she... a pickup line. Yeah, right. I love that, too, because like fucking poor flight attendants, like probably every day a drunk businessman tries to hit on them or something like that. So she's yeah. like. Sir, I'll give you another fucking burp and just leave me alone. And he's like, no, this is different. (laughs) Well, I do feel like they also kind of said that this was a this was like a time where hijackings were not like super dangerous. That's so bizarre to me. (laughs) Yeah, I know, because like we grew up like in the time of 9-11, but it didn't always just mean like, oh, you're going to crash. Like they would just just do it for other means and and it would just be like annoying but not what we think of it as today imagine that's so insane just like oh god another high it's like just like traffic on the 405 You're like, <laughs> oh my god today i have I, you know, I have a meeting at five and everyone's like okay yeah yeah so okay the flight attendant sits down and then when she did he showed her um his briefcase was like full of wires and he told her to bring a note to the captain demanding four parachutes and $200,000 in the form of $20 bills. Oddly specific. Yeah, very much. And it's like, I guess, like, I mean, I guess easier to carry, but still like hundreds would really minimize that. Yeah. And also they didn't know why he was asking for four parachutes. Like they were like, is he going to make us jump with him somewhere? They didn't know. <laughs> See, that's my thing. I have such a fear of heights. I could not, I'd be like, Cooper, let me tell you something. I'm not doing that. I would just, I, I'm not with doing your that. Bag of wires, sweetie. No, 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 no. Also, this is an interesting thought that I had, but like part of me was like, what if he didn't have a bomb? He just had a bag full of wires, but like nobody was going to call his bluff. That's all I've been thinking of. And I think that is what, okay. Happened. Like, thank you. I was like, am I just a hater for thinking that? And like, cause that's what, I, and then, cause one of the things is like bag full of wires. Usually they would say the bag with the bomb in it or the bag of something. And now I'm just like, he just had a bunch of HDMI cords. <laughs> he just went to a radio shack. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I wouldn't know what a bomb looked like if I saw one and I wouldn't want to take the chance either. No. And also yeah. cause in the seventies, I'm like, isn't, wasn't everything bigger in the seventies? Like, I'm like, how are you yes. putting on like a mini? It's not like an iPhone. Yeah, the computers like took up an entire room. I actually don't think that was the 70s. It was the 90s, maybe earlier, but still, everything was oh. bigger. <laughs> See, don't come to us for science or facts, but you no. know. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so the plane circled for two hours as arrangements were made, and it landed at 5.39 p.m. Now, this is the wildest part to me because 
the FBI like knew what was happening pretty much immediately um, because they were able to like call for help. But the flight landed in Seattle, at which point Cooper let the 36 passengers from the plane go in exchange for the money and the parachutes. But then he kept several of the crew members on the plane and ordered a new flight for Mexico City, which took off. And like, why? Yeah. Why was the FBI not swarming this? When That's they what landed. confused me so much because I had to reread the article too. I'm like, wait, so they were able to land, get every other people off and everything like that, and still no one and was get like, a new flight. Yeah, they 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 were able to stop at Quiznos or whatever the <laughs> '70s version of Quiznos was. Pretty much. Go to the bathroom, get a Hudson News, and then yeah, go hey. back to reboard. <laughs> It's like when you when you're drunk and you got your Uber driver to go through the drive through at McDonald's. But like he did this with a hijacking. Oh, I miss that feeling so much. And also, here's my thing, you know, because my my main rules in life always tip 20 percent at the minimum, no matter what. It's never the waiter's fault for anything. They're stressed. And also, if you make your Uber driver or your ride share of choice go through a drive through, you get them a water and a side of something. Oh, yeah, Totally. That's just those are my, those are my platforms. So DB Cooper definitely owed owed these this flight crew a lot. Some make way more than them. a side of fries. Yeah, yeah, a hash brown. Yes, a hash brown for sure. And then the plane took off two hours later at seven forty on route to Mexico City, but then they had to stop to refuel in Nevada. Like what? <laughs> so I yeah. Well, that's what I also didn't get. How much? I mean, I guess maybe planes were different. Then, but I'm like, aren't? Isn't that not a big flight? I don't know. And then halfway through that flight, he instructed the pilot to fly low at ten thousand feet and slow down. I think you guys can kind of imagine what's happening next. So somewhere between Seattle and Reno at about eight thirteen p.m., this guy full on jumped out of the plane with the parachute and all of the money. Money, 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 money. It's literally like when you, I don't know, you ever, like when you watch TV and you imagine what you would do if you were kidnapped in a car, you're like, oh, I would just jump out. Like this guy just pretty much did that. Did that. My oh, I would just, minds fantasy. I, I would never jump out because I don't want to jump out. I would just full on be myself and I think the kidnapping would end. <laughs> <laughs> I would just back to drive. Right. Be like, can you turn the heat down? Can you switch the radio station? I mean, like, if you're going to kidnap me, can you at least make it nice? Like, why am I scooched up? I have long <laughs> legs. What's happening? And they're just like, this isn't worth it. I don't want to you're take too your credit annoying. card. That's just credit card debt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so then he landed in the forest along the state line somewhere between Washington and Oregon. And the pilot and the crew safely landed the plane. But Cooper himself remains a big mystery. Ooh. And this is just the craziest shit to me because this, I feel, is so emblematic of what we say all the time, which is that you could seriously do anything in the 70s. It, it seems like you could get away with anything. Like what? You had no flight manifests? Nothing? That I could just show they really said on this documentary, they were like, you could just show up and buy a ticket like they didn't care who you were. 
Well, and you know that kind of not even the 70s in the 90s, too, because I was rewatching Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> Classic. Uh, holiday season. Even Not one of my favorite regular Christmas show, uh, movies, but it was on, so I watched it uh, freeform. And then I was like, oh, my God, they're just running to the airport. They're, I'm like, how is any of this regulated? And it truly was just, you know, you could just walk in with a briefcase full of wires and a whiskey and a bourbon, and you're like, hey, I'm taking right. a and you could go to the gate and watch your loved ones take off like you didn't need a ticket or anything. You just needed an excuse. Well, that still happens in Hallmark movies because that's they just run through to like hug before boarding. Yeah. I'm like, as if I'm like, no, uh, Landon, the guy who does marketing would have been tackled by someone before he went. To yeah. Get oh, yeah. Been tackled at TSA and he'd be like saying a nice note from airport jail. Yeah. And I've like, I've had TSA people make me throw out everything in my suitcase and restuff it to lose a pound on it. So like, they're not going to let me cut through the line for love. Yeah, no, I've had to throw out yogurt. They're not going to give a fuck about my burgeoning love story. Like, forget it. (laughs) All right. So right away, the FBI, of course, jumped uh, into this and they called it uh, Norjack for Northeast hijacking, which is kind of chic. It also does sound like the the website (laughs) where you kind of a winter coat company. Oh, oh, I would pay girl. I would drop 450 for a Norjack. Let me tell you. Same. Uh, and also kind of reminds me Norlar or not. That's not the word, but like where you would track Santa. Remember that website? No. When, like we had happiness. Oh, I guess you wouldn't track Santa, but <laughs> yeah. In case you were curious about, you know, religion. Norak. But, and it would just have like Santa pop up in random places and it'd be me refreshing. Be like, oh my God, he's in Belize now. And I'd be like, wait, okay, that's cute. Place. See, if the FBI had had something like this, they could have tracked this guy before he made (laughs) off with all this money and jumped out of a fucking plane. Literally. (laughs) And that's my favorite thing. Like, there's just like, well, he's away now. So they interviewed hundreds of people trying to get leads that didn't really lead anywhere, uh, with over 800 suspects at first being considered uh, by the five-year anniversary of this. So all the the trails be cold here. The number went down to 24. (laughs) So they baby had be tw- cold. Baby co- baby, it's cold outside. It's a problematic Christmas yeah. song about BB Cooper. Uh this also, because of this, it started one of the craziest like whodunits in history. That was it's like such yep. a and everyone, I feel like this is one of the ones ever, and we'll get into some of them because we are not doing every suspect. We're doing a, a some of the more notable ones. Everyone has someone who thinks they're DB Cooper. Like truly. <laughs> I like, like, uh, yeah, like it's insane. Uh, before we go into all the suspects, here's some of the few clues uh, they had. And one of the biggest clues that they had, like break in this case that was discovered in 1980. So a nine-year-old on the banks of the Columbia River uh, found about $5,800 in the form of $20 bills bound by rubber bands. And they were like badly decomposed kind of because they were in the water for a few years. Years, yeah. And this river, or the location in the river where it was found, is about 45 miles downstream from where Cooper was believed to have touched down after he jumped. Uh, here's my thing. This kid is a saint for turning this money in because I guess it was badly decomposed. Because I mean, well, what are you going to do with, like, ripped up, decomposed money? Go to CV. I don't know. Go to Walgreens. Be like, hi, excuse me. I want a Fanta. Nope. I want a Fanta. Don't you want a? But uh, I guess this kid has more morals than I did when I was nine years old. Uh, But the interesting thing with this, it was being able, they were able to confirm the fact that this money was from the infamous D.B. Cooper because Hmm. the serial number matched the money that he was given for his ransom. 
They also, and I feel like we didn't bring this up, but they also had this sketch that was done from memory of like the flight crew. And oh, yeah. to me, this sketch is like truly just an ink blot test because it could, it's almost like the Madeline McCann egg sketch. Like it could be any white man with glasses, just throw those like Buddy Holly thick glasses on him and boom, it's Stevie Cooper. Like this could be anyone on the face of the sun. And when I watched the HBO documentary and they said like, oh, he was a dead ringer for that sketch. Like I am a dead ringer for that sketch. We are all that sketch. I was going to say, if you took a physics class in high school or college, your professor was D.B. Cooper by yeah, the like, means of this sketch. What Like this fucking sketch. I'm like, this This is nothing. I'm sorry. It truly, it was very much, it was like Dadaism with the liberties they took with this sketch. It made no, yeah. it was like Salvador Dali clocks were melting and people were like, D.B. Cooper is on the five there. It was very Yeah, bizarre. it's like, is it the two people kissing or is it the wine glass? Like, that's it. <laughs> I always saw the wine glass. That's all you need to know about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, so then that was the only update. And then they officially, uh, the FBI announced the case closed in 2016 because this was their only concrete evidence. But that, of course, does not mean that the case is closed for all of us. No, I mean, the FBI was like, look, we're never going to figure this out, essentially. They don't, they want to cut their losses. They want to cut their losses. Yeah. They want to, 2016 also, they had some other I got shit it. to- I was going to say, I get it. Like, I don't want to be reminded of my failures either. So yeah, close the case. Well, that's what fucking time hop is. It's just every year being like, oh my God, get into jeans. And I'm like, how fucking dare you? Uh, But while I process that and you process all that news, I think this is the perfect place for us to take a little break. I agree. And we will be back at you guys next week where we break down all, not all the suspects because there's 8 billion but we break down the rest of the suspects, the most notable ones, talk about our theories, and honestly, just probably shit talk the 1970s some more. The 1970s and the 2020s, because that's going to be officially fucking over. We're, we're done with the 2020 yes. now. <laughs> yes. So thank you guys so much for listening. Happy holidays. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. We would super appreciate it. Follow the podcast on Instagram at natcpod. Join the Facebook group, not another true crime group. We just talk about really fun stuff like the crimes we talk about and Hillary Duff. Mainly Hillary and Duff. Mostly Hillary Duff. And you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah Lameem. You can follow me on Instagram at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. And we will be back next time. 2021. Betches.